glory. Ruff, ruff. That's for Jezebel. If you don't know, read your Bible. The dogs ate her flesh. Yeah. Glory to God. And you know what? All you got to do is hang out with Elijah, Elisha, Elisha's servant, the eunuchs, Jehu, and the white horses, and that's all there is to it. You don't even have to hang out with the dogs. Dogs do that stuff. I want to hang out with the white horses. I'm going to hang out with Elijah and Elisha, Elisha's servant, the chariots of fire, the horsemen of fire, the whirlwinds of fire, in the glory cloud, ruling and reigning over the flesh, in the rainbow of fire. The Bible actually says the river sparkles, but it crackles. It's a sparkling, crackling fire of glory. Revelation 22, verse 1. Well, I've already read that many times, so let's go back to the genesis of it. Amen? Genesis 2.10 Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divided into cloven tongues of fire. Oh, wait, no. There it divided and became four river heads. The lion and the eagle and the ox and the man, the four river heads. Amen? Where do you get that interpretation? From experience. From his throne. Amen. See, when your mind's unrenewed, you got it plugged into the natural dimension. When your mind's renewed by the wisdom, building her seven pillars in your heart, then you're plugged into where the Bible teaches from. Heaven. You know what I mean? The word is God breathed of heaven, the Ruach of heaven. The breath of life of God the Father breathed right through men and women. Well, men, but women too. And they wrote the Bible. That realm is where you're being restored to, the realm of the scriptures. <laughs> the realm of Eden. Not living below that realm, not misunderstanding what's written, but living in that realm so you have total clarity of the Word of God. In the Garden of Eden, you can't misinterpret the Scriptures. There's only one interpretation, and it's Eden's interpretation. It's the wine's interpretation. You drink the new wine long enough, we'll all have the same interpretation, the interpretation of divine love. The only reason why there's a hundred thousand different Christian denominations is because there's a hundred thousand different areas that they put their mind below the glory of God. And even in the glory of God, there's pretty much synchronicity with the spirit of glory of everyone in the glory, in the white cloud, and with the king of glory, and in the garden of Eden, and in Mount Zion, and in the throne room. So there is a lot of people in agreement about what's written. Where we're a little off is when we're unrenewed in our minds, which is called the pride of life, also called in Revelation the red dragon. That's when you get into, well, my interpretation will kill your interpretation, and, you know, you've seen it. I've seen churches split over a carpet color, literally, right here in Minnesota. Delano Assembly of God, bless their hearts, but they split over carpet color. 
I come out of the Assemblies of God two years in Teen Challenge in 99 to 2001 and five years in North Central University Bible College downtown Minneapolis. So I was in the AG for seven years. Hallelujah. They wanted me to be a youth pastor and God spoke audibly in my Mazda 929 my senior year, my last semester. He spoke audibly in my car as I was driving to the house I was living in. And he said, you'll never pastor churches, you'll pastor cities and nations. I didn't realize it was through broadcasting, but it's, it's that simple. It's not really much of an, an enigma. And in the last 11 years, we've reached about 100 million people with the Vice documentary and with the publicity we've gotten through the broadcasting. And now we're doing Facebook campaigns. And God the Father told me, hit and boost your sermons in the USA and Canada and the Netherlands and the United Kingdom and Ireland and Norway and Sweden and Australia, New Zealand, South Africa. But really, first world nations, hit them. Hit the first world nations. Why? Because that's the top of Babylon the Great. Those are the mountaintops of Babylon the Great. You take London, you take New York, you take the whole planet Earth. It's simple as that. Right? Bind the strong men, then loot the house. The house in this case is called the universe. <laughs> Truth anyhow. And that's what we're programmed to do from God the Father. Take the universe. Oh, Jesus already took it. Well, last time I checked, they're still killing babies. Last time I checked, there's all kinds of horrific sexual abuse going on. And I look at the young girls starting to sell their money for crack cocaine and for the prostitution legalized in Nevada. I think we got a little ways to go, guys. I mean, unless our heads are absolutely in the sand and not looking at reality, we're pretty far off as a planet. God the Father won't take that much time to synchronize it with the Spirit of Glory. The Father can do it like that. What He needs is someone to hit the mark of the high calling. That's what we're going to do here. Hallelujah. With the renewing of the mind. Not just spirit, but in soul and mind and strength. You can't just say, oh, well, my spirit's perfect. I'm in the mark of the high calling. You're a liar. You have to be constantly transfigured by the renewing of your mind until your mind is operating in all the ability of Jesus, the Father, and the New Jerusalem. Those three revelations are written on your forehead. The revelation of Jesus Christ. The last book in the Bible says, the name of Jesus, the revelation of Jesus, written on the forehead. That's what takes out the lust of the eyes. The revelation of the Father takes out the lust of the flesh. The revelation of the New Jerusalem takes out the pride of life. And all of that is purified out of your heart, out of your spirit, out of your soul, out of your mind, and out of your weakness so that you have the strength of God the Father manifesting through your loins. It's important. The Bible says, Gird your loins, O mighty warrior. Girding of your loins is being a, becoming a man of fire, a woman of fire, burning with the seven blazing torches of the Lion of Judah from the waist up. It is. Hallelujah. And obviously the waist down is on fire too. But you have to get the waist up. That's called the heart. The heart. God sees the heart. God sees the waist up. From your loins all the way to your shoulder is your heart. It's called the breastplate of righteousness where the twelve gems of the high priest and apostle of faith Jesus Christ rests. 
the 12 stones of the foundation of the New Jerusalem. Those are the foundation stones because the heart of Jesus, our high priest, is the foundation on which we build as wise master builders, the apostolic at work in the nations. Glory. People are all like, oh, well, it's just about God the Father. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says there's 24 elders around the throne. And they have jurisdiction. They have government on their shoulders. People that are lone rangers that disobey the 12 apostles of the 12 tribes will be utterly cut off from God the Father in the last days. I mean, you can't have iniquity working in you and be a part of what God's doing now. And I'm not talking about submitting to abuse. I'm not talking about submitting to false leaders. I'm not talking about submitting to religion. I'm talking about submitting to God the Father through men and women that are one with the Father, called the leaders of the army of the Holy Spirit. Amen? How will you know? By their fruit. Oh, the fruit. And the fruitfulness of the Father will be reproduced in your heart soil. And you'll forget about all the pain and woundedness of everyone that's abused authority in your life and all the all the abuse of finances in the church and all the abuse of religion in the church. It's just like, well, <laughs> clearly they're forgiven and clearly they're healed. Look how happy they are. My God. It's like they've been sucking on Prozac smoothies. Nope, just the Holy Ghost. That's the most common thing they accuse us of, being on drugs. I actually think it's funny. As we're hitting all these people in evangelism every day, it's a season of harvest, it's a season of evangelism. We're, we're reaping about 150 people into the broadcast in the last month, which is a lot because they're coming right into the glory. This is not watered-down, diluted grace. This isn't diluted love. This is the strong, potent stuff. If you can drink this stuff, my God, you love the Father. I mean, that's the sure evidence you love the Father. If you, if you cannot dilute the grace and not dilute the love. That's why the glory cloud is only on the top of the mountain, the Bible says. Because down the rest of the mountain, where all the denominations are, where all the little cliques and networks are, it's diluted. The love and the grace is diluted, but on the top of the mountain, it's undiluted. It's just concentrated. It's pure. It's actually a mixed wine, and it's stronger, and you can go deeper still. I mean, if there is any desire in your heart for more of the Father that desire will be filled. That's the Father's favorite thing in the world to do. To the thirsty, you know, to the hungry, they shall be satisfied. They shall be filled. Out of their belly will flow rivers of glory. Rivers, not just a river, but rivers. The seven spirits of God are the seven rivers or the voice of many waters of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ rising in our hearts. And you learn to love by yielding your own brain, your own pride, just and your own lust, and everything that's in there that's self, and you learn to yield to the Father. And you eat the goat, and you eat the calf. The two prodigals of all the rebellion and all the religion in the world, of all the pride of man, all the pride of life, all the lust of the eyes and all the lust of the flesh, of the golden calf, of the, of the calf, the fattened calf that the younger prodigal had to eat killed the calf, killed the goat. And the Father says, you eat it now. That's the renewing in the mind. You're eating your own pride. You're eating your own lust. How? By feasting on His Word, the Bible, by drinking His love, the new wine, 
the word is very important because the word is king of kings and lord of lords, Revelation says. But how many of y'all know you can't understand a single thing until you drink the cup first? You're not saved until you drink the cup. It's the cup of his spirit. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the river of life. And in the river and in the Holy Ghost, every word is illuminated. Every word jumps off the pages. It, that's what it means to turn the water into wine. When you're in the water of the word, then it, you don't have revelation. When you're in the wine of the word, it's revelatory. You're mounting wings of eagles and going upward in circular motions in the paths of the righteous that shine ever brighter. Which means you put the word, you put the logos into your heart like seed and it grows up into revelation. The fruit is the revelation. You're eating the fruit of revelation of every seed that's been sown in my heart every day at Joel's Bar for the last 11 years. Every seed of every word. You know, thousands and thousands and thousands of hours in the Bible, five years in Bible college. You need to do the same. You need to put the seed of the Word of God in your heart. It doesn't matter how much time you have. How much time you have, that's your relationship with the Word, the Logos, with Jesus. Amen? How much seed is in your heart? Well, that's the amount you can be fruitful. And it is important to listen to the prophets and apostles because they preach the Word. But then you also have to go into your own secret place. Come on, somebody. The secret place. Song of Solomon 2. In the secret place. In the cleft of the rock. In the stairway. The secret stairway of the third heaven. Of intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. In your own heart. That's the place that the enemy can't enter. That's the place between you and the Word. You can just lock yourself up in a, in a room. You know? Do a week of fasting. Maybe have a couple water bottles in there and just don't even come out of the room and just the week in the secret place of the word and the water fast and the father in you come out of your prayer closet openly gay you know gay means to be bright with light hallelujah <laughs> come out of your prayer closet glowing showing the Shekinah glory the fulfillment of the prophecy of the burning bush come on that's what it symbolizes. Hey guys, I'm burning in the bush and the bush is not consumed. Now I'm burning in your hearts and your body is not consumed. You can live in the fire of God. You can live in throne room intensity. It's only like, feels like you're dying because there's sin and pride and lust still in your heart. The anointing will kill you. It, I mean, it will. <laughs> if there's sin in your life. But if there's no sin and you purify yourself from all unrighteousness... The anointing will make you a young, will make you young at age 100. Bob Jones says they'll be young in 100. Why? Because they got all the sin out. They got all the lust of the eyes out. They got all the lust of the flesh out. They got all their pride of life out. And they just lived in the Garden of Eden like Adam and Eve before the fall. You're being restored to the Garden of Eden. This ain't a restoration to the Church of Acts. You know, it is the spirit and the power of Elijah by which we preach today. But it's not a restoration to the book of Acts. It's a restoration to Genesis, to this. God's perfect creation in Adam and Eve, now with 6,000 years of revelation, of experience with God, that humanity, we're never doing that again. That's what we've learned. We're never doing that again. We're never leaving the glory. We're never leaving the Father. We're never leaving Eden. We're never leaving the river. 
We love the four living creatures. We love the four river heads. And it's just the only place he could ever live. I'm not going out to see what the flesh can do. You know, I'm not going to try to get smart apart from the glory. The pride of life, the wisdom of the world is trying to get smart apart from Jesus. Apart from the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding and the spirit of knowledge. Are you kidding me? Talk about as dumb as you can get and still breathe. People out there outside of the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, and the spirit of knowledge. So it's time to show off the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, and the spirit of knowledge. And look real smart. Like, wow, man, this person really went to school. But it looks like street smarts, doesn't it? It looks like actual intelligence and not book smarts. It looks like you got educated on a street level. Because what you got is power and authority. It's a little different than just book smarts. Amen? I always tease my sister, bless her heart. I always mess with her because she's a communist. Hallelujah. <laughs> she is. Oh, bless her, Lord. I always mess with her. I'm like, you know the difference between me and you, Ashley? I got street smarts. You got book smarts. <laughs> oh, she's just running. I love her. We're fun. We always laugh together. But I still tease her and pick on her big time because God's still dealing with the pride of life in me. Messing with my little brothers. Hey, guys, did you see the grand finale of Game of Thrones? And they're just like, oh, God, here we go. Just there to just rub it in. You see how the three-eyed raven, you know, I've had that tattoo, the raven, for like five years. You know, I got the raven from a sister in California, bless her heart, watching right now. I've had that up there for years. You got the three-eyed raven, the mystic realm, symbolizing the apostle. You see Brandon, they made him king in Game of Thrones? And they're like, yeah, and they're like, they both like the ending and stuff. I said, well, I, I took that to mean something in real life. And they just went, oh, God. Oh, they just cringed and are dying. And I could just laugh over them. Hallelujah. It's fun messing with people in the glory. You know, when you're confident in God, it's not pride. People will interpret it like you're being prideful. It's not pride. It's having fun with the Father. We didn't go through all this suffering just to be paupers. You know what I mean? We're kings and priests of the Melchizedek order. All of the crap, persecution, misunderstanding, literally trauma and warfare and abuse that we've endured in Babylon the Great, mostly from our own brothers and sisters that don't understand the glory realm. We only went through that so we could be refined to be kings, to be the 144,000 with virgin-like purity, to rule over the heavenly sphere as the perfect covering of the tree of life and the leaves of our covering are the healing of the nations. That's why we went through all this. You and me, all of us together, some of you are beginning to understand why you had to go through what you went through. It's because your calling was gigantic. You're called to be a member of the 144,000. It's not about, oh, is that an actual number? It's about being an overcomer. It's about being a member of the 12 tribes of eternal Israel. The Father, what He intended for Israel in the Old Covenant, now He's perfected with Israel in the New Covenant. Galatians 6, Paul calls the church in Galatia the Israel of God. And it is the Christian race. And it is Jew and Gentile now, Israel in Christ, with one new man and the dividing wall gone. 
And we are coming into unity of the brethren, not in doctrine, not in theology, but in overcoming the world and what it actually took to overcome Babylon the Great and all the confusion, all the pride of life of everyone's smart in their own eyes. And it's like, well, there's no glory on being prideful. There's no glory on being smart. You notice that? There's glory on humility, though. Looking like an idiot, a fool for Christ's sake. There's glory on that. Thinking you're better than someone by what you know is Cain. It's murder. There's no, there's no unity of the brethren even possible in the realm of Cain who murders his brother because I'm smarter than you by what, something I do in the flesh. That's what Cain is. It's religion. Cain is the realm of religion. It's the light of Lucifer that fell from heaven. Let it be removed from our hearts and minds. Let it be removed from our flesh. Let it be washed into the lake of fire. Let all the spirit and the seed of Cain be removed from the nations by our royal outpouring of God the Father. Amen. It'll restore true royalty. And I saw Donald Trump with the royal family in London today. I'm just praying for him. Oh, Lord, he doesn't have very much revelation. He doesn't know. What he, hey, I love him, man. I love, pray, pray for Donald Trump. Pray he gets reelected. Hallelujah. We need a Christian in office. We got Morning Star Ministries talking to Donald Trump on the phone every week. You know, was, he's the most Christian president we've ever had. And I know he's not perfect. Nobody is. But, you know, it's the best we've ever had in our lifetime. That's for sure. So just pray for everyone. Love your enemies. Even if you disagree with them, the Bible says pray for them and love, love them and pour oil on them. Pour wine on them. Give them some sonship intercession. Plow as heavens. Plow as earth. Remove the foul birds. Remove the reptiles and the amphibians of Sodom and Egypt. We got revelation here that is like John on Patmos. Straight up sons of God. Use that revelation in your intercession, in your prayer life. Decree a thing and it shall be established. Amen. Speak those things that are not as though they are. There will be no more warfare against me and my house and even my nation. Everyone's going to love us because we're so drenched in the anointing oil of favor. Oh, well that's never happened. They hate your guts and they just want to kill you. Well, not when you start praying. Prayer changes stuff. They can go from hating you to loving you instantly. That's how powerful the Father is. And you can start speaking favor and get rid of all the negativity and get rid of all of the haters. Start blessing your haters. Start loving your haters. Start sowing even a donation into these murderous haters and that'll shut them up because they're God's money. You'll find every person that serves in the light of Cain, their God is money across the board. The golden image of Babylon the Great, Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, whoa, this person's real. Yeah, I love doing it. I'll take Pharisees out to dinner and, and buy their meal, and they're like, just utterly shocked because their God's still money. Nobody, they'll say that, nobody has ever bought me a dinner. No Christian has ever done that. Oh, this dude's real. He don't care about money. Most people have never even met a man or woman who doesn't love money. It's true. They're utterly shocked that you're sincere and genuine and, and, and care about souls more than the natural dimension of idolatry and immorality. And girls would just be shocked when men start walking in virgin purity. Really? You're not talking to me for my body? You're not talking to me because you want to date me? You don't want to use me? You actually... Girls are shocked. A lot of girls have never even seen Holy Ghost purity on a level of Father God manifesting through men's hearts. 
You're about to. I remember in the past, I was like, Penny, don't tolerate these men lusting at you. He's like, she's like, all men are full of lust. I'm like, no, they're not. There are some sons manifesting here that will restore the virginity of cities and nations. I'm talking about God the Father's ability to restore the innocence of all nations. The Father can do it easily. That's what the river of life does. So like, I, it doesn't matter what kind of smut you've got yourself into. I, mean, I, don't, I don't care if you started jerking off to pornography at, at 13 and you're 95 years old still jerking off. He'll restore your virginity. You know? Amen. <laughs> It'd be like you never sinned a day in your life. You'll be cleaner than the, the day you were born. In the, it would be cleaner than the day you were an infant in your mother's crib. It's true. That's the power of the river of life. Getting real. Getting clean. Getting so purified that you're just laughing all the time because you didn't know this was possible. The actual forgiveness of your sins in your spirit, in your soul, your heart. Getting your whole breastplate of righteousness shining with the righteousness of the bright and morning star. Come on. Getting those 12 gemstones blazing through your heart in the glory of the Lord Jesus. John 17, give them the glory. That's one of the main religious spirits lies that keeps people out of the glory realm, out of knowing the Father who is the glory, the light being, is that the glory is to be given to God. And they do it in a religious spirit. They're like, give God the glory. You better give glory to God. You're making it about you. No, God's in me. First of all, we're in the new covenant and you're totally bewitched. You think God's out there in outer space somewhere. So first you got to realize the glory of Christ in you, Colossians 1.27. That's like foundational stuff. And then you got to realize you're giving God the most glory when the river of glory is coming out of your belly and renewing your mind and you're beginning to operate in the glory realm. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory, Matthew chapter 6. Why? Because we need to start living and operating in the kingdom and the power and the glory. And really the glory, because if we're just in the power of the gifts of the Spirit... The divorce rate in the charismatic church is actually about the same as the world. They're still sick and miserable. They have financial problems. They're full of fears. The power is not where it's at. The glory is where it's at. you got to go deeper than gifts. we got to go much deeper than dead raising, the laying on of hands, and the foundational things of the faith. we got to go into the glory. In the glory, that's when you're like totally safe in the miracle world of the Garden of Eden. That's the place where you'll never be sick a day in your life. That's the place you'll be blessed every day, carefree, totally taken care of in every area of your heart and soul, mind, your family. And people would just think you're just absolutely ridiculous. You know, they'll get suspicious of you when you start living in the glory. You know, like maybe you're the Illuminati or something, you know? Maybe you must be a 33-degree Freemason to be that safe and blessed all the time. I have no grit. They'll give Satan the glory they will. I've seen it a thousand times because they don't have any grid for being that blessed and that safe and secure under the shadow of the Almighty in the wings of the Lord Jesus with all of His angels all around you, above you, below you, all around you, nothing separating you from the love of the hundredfold glory realm. They'll get suspicious. They'll accuse you. You'll, you know, And you just say, no, it's the glory. You start teaching them it's the glory. You start demonstrating the glory. And the main thing is being consistent in the glory. As you go from glory to glory, display your glory. So let your light, your glory, shine before all men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Which means get adopted and come into the glory that you're living in. Be a witness of the glory. What is the true and faithful witness? The King of glory. 
There's no witness in the kingdom. There's no witness, I mean, a little bit. There's not much of a witness because people still have a hard time with the gifts. They'll have a hard time with the kingdom. But when you start walking in the glory, everyone believes. That's what Jesus walked in. He walked in the glory and they laid down palm branches. Hosanna in the highest. Now, people will try to worship you just like they tried to worship Paul and Barnabas. And you got to tell them, guys, don't sacrifice bulls. I'm not Zeus. He's not Bar. He's not hate, you know, Hermes. We're just men like you. We just know God. Now, let's get adopted. But when you start walking in that glory realm deeply, they'll think the gods have come down in the likeness of men. That's what they said of Paul and Barnabas in the book of Acts. They'll say it about you, and you can then use the glory that is just astonishing and then bring them out of the witchcraft of the natural realm, out of the delusion of the flesh and all the lies of pride and all the lies of lust, right into the glory of God the Father. That's the place you want to be sealed in, the glory of the Father. In fact, you haven't really arrived until you start tasting and living and going deeper in the glory of the Father. He's the Father of glory, and He's fathering your glory as you go from glory to glory. What's the glory? Getting your mind controlled by the Spirit of glory, synchronized in heart and synchronized in mind with the Spirit of glory, which means I take my eyes off myself and I get my faith perfected. I let God father me now. I'm not my own. I'm bought with a price. God is my God. God is my Father. I'm a son of God. You're a son of God. You're a daughter of God. Now God fathers you. He fathers your glory, the Father of glory. And if you ever say, well, that's an area I don't want to give up, well, then you just go astray and get beat up by that demon in your life that you're serving for a season. And it's like, nope, I'm done with death. I repent. We've all done that a thousand times. Nope, done getting beat up. No more beating my head against the wall. No more school of hard knocks. No more rebellion. No more religion. Father my glory. I'm going all the way. And that's the place that we are today. That's the place I'm at. That's the place Penny's at. And I know many of you are getting rearranged in your lives to go all the way in the fathering of your glory, into full spiritual stature, in the strength of the Ancient of Days, in the strength of the Holy One, in the power of God the Father, in the glory and in the angel realm of the Kingdom of Heaven on earth as it is in Heaven, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We love you guys. We bless. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. Donate at redlettermen.com and magnify this ministry. We could use your support this month. We're doing tremendous evangelism, spending thousands of dollars, hitting hundreds of thousands of people. Donate at redlettermen.com and attach your seed to this evangelism and to the harvest and reap. See that God will not open the heavens and pour out a blessing so big you can't contain it. It is written. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen.